Buenos dias, buenos dias, buenos dias. Welcome to today's Mayito Minute. I'm uh, welcoming myself back to the podcast as, boy, um, once the kiddos get out of school, my wife is a school teacher, once they get out of school, uh, it takes me a little bit to get my bearings and uh, to get my feet on the ground as my schedule um, doesn't necessarily change, uh, but the presence of my kiddos around uh, does change things for me. And so it, uh, it usually takes me a little bit to get acclimated, if you will, to uh, the way things will be for the next couple of months. But here I am and I'm back after, uh, after not bringing you guys something for a while. And I apologize for that. But here's what I'm going to bring you guys today. Um, we're going to talk about what it takes to achieve greatness if you want to be great at something. And for those of you that are listening to this episode, obviously, um, it is something that is on your mind. It is something that is on your radar to be great, to strive. You've got goals. You have things that you want to do. And so uh, what we're doing here is we're just, we're looking at it from, you know, the, the mindset aspect of things, like how we think about things, how we perceive things. And the interesting thing about becoming great at anything is that it actually begins with not thinking that you're great. In other words, it begins with humility. It begins with curiosity. It begins with this um, infatuation, I'm going to call it, with acquiring knowledge, with wanting to explore different ways of doing things with this um, appetite for asking questions that you feel are going to get you answers that would allow you to um, make progress towards greatness, towards becoming great. But you see, once you think you've gotten there, then it all begins to unravel and fall apart because once you think that you have arrived at greatness, then we, and we see this in athletes all the time, right? We see this in individuals all the time. All of a sudden, we stop asking these kinds of questions. We don't ask good questions anymore. Or we don't think about how am I currently doing things? Is there a is there a better way to do things? We don't put ourselves in these positions to become uncomfortable, which is really and truly, we've said, I've said this several times on this podcast, the times that we get uncomfortable and that we really challenge ourselves, those are the times when we make the most, you know, when we grow the most, those are the times when we make the most progress towards our goals. And if we feel that we've already achieved greatness, that we're already there, then these things stop happening. And thus, we don't make that progress. We maybe uh, were on the path towards greatness before this happened, or perhaps maybe we did achieve some form of greatness. But you see, you, you, can't, you can't rest on that. Um, again, just shooting from the hip here, I'm thinking about it, and I've shared this story on, the, on this podcast before, but it was a long time ago, and I don't feel like looking for what episode it was, so I'm just going to give it to you again. It was the story of the guy that invented, I believe he invented jujitsu. And so he, he invented 
um, a form of martial arts, a, a style of martial arts. So he invented the movements, the, the patterns, uh, all of it. But yet he said that when he was, when he died, he wanted to be buried in a white belt. And again, just going back to martial arts, like um, the white belt is the, the first belt that you start with. It's the very first belt that you get when you first begin learning that particular style of martial arts. And he wanted to be buried in that color of a belt because he felt that it would communicate this message or um, communicate the mindset that he had all throughout his life. Of course, leading up to, you know, his death was that he was always learning. He was always asking good questions, although he had invented the style of martial arts. In other words, if there was anybody else that could call themselves great or a master or something along those lines, it was this guy, but he chose not to do that. Now, I do want to leave us with this, though. I do believe that what we've talked about up to this point that's reserved for when we're when we're training. That's reserved when for, for when we're doing our preparation, right? Just having this attitude, having this mindset of wanting to learn, wanting to do things better, wanting to, you know, push ourselves to these uncomfortable places, asking good questions, like never settling. And I believe yep, when we're when we're training, when we're um preparing, Absolutely, 100%, the best mindset to have. But when we're actually performing and when we're actually competing, that is not the time to humble ourselves and not think that we're great, right? That is not the time for us to think to ourselves, well, I probably will fall a little bit short. I'm still learning here. Uh, I still don't have it all together I'm not sure that I'm doing this the best way. When we're performing and when we're competing, we actually want to think of ourselves as great. We want to think of ourselves. And again, this is, listen, this is if we're doing all of the right things, okay? Like it starts with the training and the preparation. So if you're not, you know, if you're not taking care of that end of things, then, and I've seen it, you know, a lot, you know, uh, an athlete thinks that they're ready for a competition, but they're really not because their training and preparation is not being done properly. I'm talking about those of you that like you do the right things. You've got this kind of white belt kind of mindset and you take that to your training each and every single day. When you get to those competitions, you need to think of yourself as great. You need to have that little bit of swagger. You need to have that confidence coming in, right? That you can do things. It's not a time to question our skills. It's not a time to question what we're capable of. I mean, in those moments when the lights come on and we're competing and we're trying to get the absolute best out of ourselves, you know, um, in a competitive situation against opponents, right? And it counts. And we're we're looking to win. We're looking to be successful, um, we need to think of ourselves as great. We need to carry ourselves that way in the way that our body posture is. Okay, so body posture is super important. You know, what does your body posture look like in those moments? You know, is it communicating greatness? Is it communicating confidence? Is it communicating swagger? The way that we talk. Now, I know that, listen, I'm gonna back up. I know some of this stuff seems controversial because, you know, you say, oh, well, that person, you know, they're gonna be seen as arrogant. They're gonna be seen as cocky, so on and so forth. 
No. Um, it, it's, it's a level of confidence. Your posture and your words and your actions, you bought those. You paid for those with your preparation, with your training. So, you know, two, two different scenarios here. Um, I want to make sure that I'm clear, like it's not always the humility part of things and, you know, just letting your competitor, you know, roll over you and you not putting up a fight or, you know, you thinking less of yourself. Like when we're in a competitive situation and you're performing, um, that is not the time to do that. But when we're training and we're preparing for those competitive situations that we will find ourselves in, folks, absolutely 100%. Humility is going to win out, have a student's um, perspective and mindset. We're learning. We're looking to learn. We're looking to get better. We're asking good questions. We're working hard. We're putting ourselves in uncomfortable situations. We're challenging ourselves, not knowing whether we're going to be successful with some of the stuff that we're asking ourselves to do in training. Like that's what we want, right? Um, Because, and I'm really going to end here, because in a competitive situation, when you're performing, you don't know what the outcome of that particular competition is going to be, right? I mean, nobody can predict those kinds of things. So therefore, by training ourselves in our preparation, when we put ourselves in these scenarios where we don't really know how things are going to turn out and we're training, so it's a safe environment because, you know, it's okay. Then we're practicing for those competitive situations where we don't really know what the outcome is going to be, but because we've put ourselves in those types of positions on a regular basis, we're okay with that. And we can roll with that and we can be calm per se in those types of moments. And that is important because, you know, that goes along with poise and that goes along with, um, you know, being able to think clearly and being self-aware and all those good things. All right, folks, that's what I've got for you. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope it gives you something to take with you, to bite on and chew, and most importantly, most importantly, to apply. So I'd love to hear from you. What are you doing with what I just gave you? Um, How did it impact you? Uh, Do you have a story to share? Anything along those lines, I would love to hear from you guys. Um, Y'all are always welcome to email me, mario at utmostperformance.org. Um, and you know, get at me there and, uh, go check out the Instagram handle at utmost underscore performance. You can shoot me a DM on there and let me know how you guys are doing. I would love to hear from you guys. Thank you guys so much for your time. I appreciate it till next time.